You're listening to Photo Tea with Anissa D, where we share all things related to photography. I want to share an app with you that I wish I had when I first started out. The Unscripted app for photographers has everything you need to empower your photography business all in one spot. From posing and prompting inspo to client management, invoices, questionnaires, galleries, and everything in between, the Unscripted app has everything you need to flourish as a photographer while your clients and take photos that you love. With a seven-day free trial, listeners of the Photo Tea podcast can get $20 off a yearly subscription with the discount code T20. That means you can run your entire business for less than $3 a week. So search Unscripted in your app store and download it today with the code T20 and start turning your passion into a dream business. Welcome to episode 19 of Photo Tea with Anissa D. Today, we're going to be talking about curating a memorable photography experience through human connection. And I actually have two surprise guests with me today, Alex and Brittany from Chasing Sunsets LLC, to talk about this super fun topic with me. So Alex and Brittany, could you please introduce yourselves? Tell us who you are and where you're from. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. I'm Brittany. And I'm Alex. We are a married photo and video wedding production team. And we're just so grateful that we get to do this together as a career and spend time creating quality moments and memories with the couples that we get to create content with. Yeah, documenting love stories is definitely serving our soul. I love that. And where are you guys from? So I've always loved the Midwest. I'm born and raised in Michigan, but lucky enough to move to Wisconsin where I met Alex. And I was born and raised in Wisconsin. And uh, we did travel around for a little bit, but we are now back in Wisconsin. So yeah, we've grown our business and our customer base in Wisconsin. So this is definitely, this feels like home to us. Awesome. Awesome. And how long, I know that you guys recently moved to Wisconsin. You guys were like on the road for a while. Tell us about your experience living like that van lifestyle, but then also like how you got into photography and videography. I'd love like the whole story. Oh, good. Well, I love to start it with just sharing. It started as an idea to travel more economically. And when we started researching that idea back in like 2017 or so, a van life and bus life and just overlanding really was very popular on YouTube. So that came into this space. We looked at each other and we were like, that's kind of crazy. Can we do it? And then right in that time frame of our life, we had just gotten married and had this dream of starting our own business. Yeah. So we we looked forward to the opportunity to be able to create content with couples and share love stories throughout the entire U.S. And that was kind of like the big goal. And we ended up being able to get, continue to get better as we were traveling, because when we would go to the Southwest, it was still really nice weather out and we could still find people that would get together. Whereas in Wisconsin, winter months aren't as creative or fulfilling. (laughs) Well, sometimes if you have a good in-home session, right, Mm -hmm. you can fulfill that. But in in terms of, you know, going outside, feeling inspired by nature, being able to go to the Southwest during the winter months, it was really fulfilling in that regard. You have so much more reps under your belt by the time spring wedding season kicks off. Mm -hmm. So when we started photographing weddings in 2020. It was a really unique year for weddings. We had a very few and we were able to just get better and figure out what works, what doesn't make adjustments. And then Mm -hmm. having a business while working in a van, we found was very limiting, not in the sense of travel, right? You have the freedom to go and meet customers wherever, which is amazing. And we're very grateful for it. But what we found is in and out of coffee shops to work on galleries or, you know, being pressed against a deadline for a video and Mm -hmm only really having your laptop with you to work on the actual work. We just thought it would be super slick (laughs) to have a chapter in a house again. So we will always love van life and nomadic living. We'll definitely go back to it at some point, but it's been a really good transition Mm -hmm. to more of a consistent space. But photos for you started a long time ago. Yeah. Like photos pretty much your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. So I love taking pictures when I was a kid. I remember the disposable cameras became super accessible to middle class families. And so they were always around in my in my home. My mom wanted to be an amateur photographer. So we always had photo shoots going on. But I think that Alex's journey with photography. <laughs> my story's a little different. <laughs> he really started with sabotaging photos for his mom. Like, yeah. Uh, sorry, mom. I really, I really appreciate you trying to create all the <laughs> memories. <laughs> but yeah, I had just a different, I had a different attitude about it at the beginning where I almost thought that it was, you know, disingenuine to stop and pose for a photo rather than to just soak in all of the moment that was there, which 
For all of you listening out there, that's wrong. You should definitely <laughs> pose for a photo for mom. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, my real love for it started when I was able to create photos with Brittany and just to get that that immediate feedback of how much it really meant to her and how just a simple photo has a great impact. Yeah, and it does. It really does. Yeah, I love that. So you guys kind of like grew into it and like the business really together and yeah. brought out the creative side to each other, really. The cool thing about it is definitely the creative side of each other. I definitely loved immediately the technical aspect of creating pictures, whereas Alex was so much more creatively fulfilled by the lighting people up, sparking joy, you know, making them laugh in front of the camera. So we balanced each other in that in that regard. And then my technical skills yeah. did eventually catch up, but they were a little bit lagging. So I appreciate you for, for keeping me around. <laughs> 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 I love that. And so you said that you were kind of starting like in 2020 to do some weddings. Is that like when you officially started your business? And then at what point did you add in videography? Kind of what was that timeline like? Good question. So we actually created the LLC for Chasing Sunsets on New Year's Eve in 2017. So about a month after we got married and I was still doing construction jobs and, you know, all kinds of things to make money, but we really started to lean into photography. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. We're going to get better. We're going to stay in manual. We're going to learn flash. We're going to do all the challenging things. <laughs> what was that like 2018, 2019? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We like to refer to those as our grind years because it really was a matter of we undercharged what we were providing because we wanted our name out there. And we understood that by doing more in less time, we would be able to exponentially grow our business, at least in our market, because more people would see our work and see our name, hear a review, you know, things like that. So we definitely did a lot in 2018 and 2019 to get our name out there. So many sessions. And then in 2020, that was the official Mm -hmm. first like wedding transition, wedding transition. Exactly. And those, you know, weddings really came from, the people that we were lucky enough to create with in 2018 and 2019, you know, you never really know where a photo shoot is going to lead. It could lead to an inquiry or it could lead to, you know, just a recommendation to a friend who's getting married. So interacting with more people in that chapter was really impactful. And then when we started to do weddings, it just came with the conversation, you know, do you offer video? Would you offer video? Yeah, honestly, that is how it started. Our first video was somebody who just all of a sudden, you know, a couple, couple of weeks before the wedding day, they were like, hey, do, would you make a video? And, you know, we just were like, you know what, let's try it. It was it was low stakes, low pressure. And it was a, it was a very big learning process because video is um, it's very a, different. Yeah, it's a whole nother animal. So I would say our first official video was in 2021. So about a year into wedding. So we really have been a production team for the greater part of our wedding career. Right. Wow. That's, that's so incredible. And do you both do video or does one of you kind of more so do like photography on a wedding day or videography? How do you break that up? Ooh, I mean, I feel like it depends on the day. It it depends on the day and the couple, right? Because when it comes down to favorites, I can switch my opinion pretty fast. (laughs) But what it really comes down to is we offer Mm -hmm. throughout the day because as Chasing Sunsets, content creators, we're always thinking of how we can complement one another's video or one another's photo. So, you know, during key moments, like ceremony is a great example. You really want both perspectives of who's at the end of the aisle and who's coming down the aisle. So it's so helpful for us both to have additional tripod setup, recording additional angles of video so that we Mm -hmm. both be taking pictures in each direction as well. And then throughout the day, there's different moments where if Alex and I are standing right next to each other, documenting, getting ready or documenting a speech or something like that, we will go into Brittany is predominantly a photographer. Alex is predominantly a videographer, but we always are open. At the same time, if it is a wedding day where we have to be separated, then we will both take on both tasks. And probably the easiest way to do that is to do Mm -hmm. like your photo prompt first or your video prompt first, and then just explain like, okay, now this one's for video. And then you can switch over your settings and, you know, change it like that. Yeah. Or bringing bringing extra tripods Mm -hmm. is so helpful too, because then you can kind of do both at the same time. A lot of our cameras have tremendous autofocus. So you have the opportunity to, for example, a champagne pop, right? I want to be able to take pictures of that. If Alex isn't present, I'll set up. You can do twice. Yeah. (laughs) I'll set up a tripod with video going. So that way I can perhaps capture both really effectively. You've done really good with that. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Still stressful. You wish you had the other person there, but oh um, and it's still I, messy. It's messy, <laughs> but I think it's I think it's a really cool thing to be able to offer. 
And it actually just turned into us kind of coaching our couples when we're planning out the logistics of the day to just have Alex and I together if they're booking the bundle. Yep. Yeah. I love that. That's such a good explanation. You're very like kind of just going very organic, very fluid with it. And just, you know, I love to hear that just like a very good team. And I think that's really what you need when you hire like a team, especially for your wedding day. And I could, I could talk to you guys about videography like all day, but I definitely want to talk to you guys more about your client experience and what that kind of looks like. So to start off, like what does your communication with your clients look like prior to their session or like their wedding? Oh, great question, Anissa. I would say that the experience starts with an inquiry. It goes down in the DMs. It starts with an inquiry. And that's usually where, uh, someone will reach out and we do a little happy dance every time we get an inquiry. Of course. We rush to the calendar to make sure that we're available. And then from there, we send our collections that we're happy to offer and a lot of congratulations because it's such an exciting chapter to embark on together. Yeah. And from those really spirited emails and inquiries, it then can turn into for like an engagement session. Now you can start planning like the where, the when, what will you wear, that kind of thing. And then for weddings, we do love to like have some kind of a video call, whether it's Zoom or FaceTime for us all to get to know each other. So there is a lot of communication on the front end for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's really important that it's Brittany and I and the inquiry or the inquirer and their partner. We really like to have that dynamic meeting where everyone's energy is kind of able to be sampled together. Yeah, it's really important that we're all aligned. I think we work our best as artists with people who energetically make us feel comfortable. And and obviously taking pictures and creating content can be uncomfortable for a lot of people. So I do think this is an important part of the process. You know, are we able to light them up? Are we able to, you know, energetically align? Yeah, that's such a good point that you make too about having both partners or, you know, whoever it is like on that call. Cause I get all of my clients on the call, whether it's a wedding or a session, I do feel like it really helps like make that personal touch there. But sometimes like it just happens where maybe it's just like, you know, one of the, one of the people, like not both of them. And so it's a really good point that you make because you want to connect with, you all want to connect. Right. So I love hearing that. Do you, do you get on the phone with like your engagement couples or if you do families or anything like that? Is it mostly just for weddings that you actually get like on the phone or face to face on a zoom call? It's mostly weddings. And I think it's because a lot of what we can do Mm -hmm. for a wedding day, there's so much more involved. We're spending so much more time with each other. I do feel like there's a really good dynamic with just a pop-up session, if you will, where it's like, I know that I can come and I can do my very best and we can all have a really great time no matter what. Whereas I do feel like there's so much more of an investment with weddings, obviously on their end and ours, ours for time, theirs for the monetary value. I think it makes more sense to put so much more of that energy into the wedding consultation, so to speak. Definitely. Just kind of talking more about like that preparation. Do you, what, like, do you have a wedding guide or like a questionnaire that you send? What are some things that you talk about in the phone? I would just love to hear more about like what that kind of first communication is like with, with your clients. Absolutely. I think one of, one of our favorite questions that we ask as soon as we introduce ourselves and, you know, hear a little bit about their day is we ask what their favorite thing about each other is and how their love story began. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just really like to get that root And I think that that kind of helps everyone to understand that this is a really loving space. It's a safe space and it's a space where you're allowed to be genuine and have feelings and all of the lovey-dovey part is is welcomed with open arms. Yeah. So with all of that being said, you know, we really do pride ourselves on being a big communication company, so to speak. We don't have a formal wedding guide, but we are always happy to offer recommendations if people ask for them. The main things that we do offer are like a, a client closet. If if somebody wants help styling it, we're always down to receive pictures, give advice, that kind of a thing. We do have Pinterest boards available, but not specific to each couple, unless they really want us to do that. I think the couples that we've worked really well with in the past have had maybe an idea, but they give us the full creative freedom. We haven't really found that it's it's creatively fulfilling to show up to any kind of gig with like a Pinterest checklist of other people's photos that you need to create. Mm-hmm. It's it's one thing to have inspo. It's a whole other thing to have like a to-do list, right? And a lot of our couples respect that boundary because they really want to see what we create. And then reaching right into there, we love to find out one of the couple's favorite activities or if there is a certain type of theme that we can add into the engagement session to really curate a personalized experience for them together. 
I think that that's really mm-hmm. something that's exciting to lean into. And it makes people really believe that, hey, this isn't just another engagement session. This is our engagement session. Yeah, but you might find that people are in a space when they reach out that where they say, you know, I'm not that creative. It's it's up to you. Whatever you want to bring, I will be so grateful for. So my favorite little like bonus piece of advice is just have a nice white or cream colored knit blanket in your car for photo shoots. It's so nice to just have something to bring and to like provide for the client right away. And it's so simple and it now offers like seated shots that might not have been there before. So I think that's just like a fun little thing that you can always bring that's, yeah. that is unique to each couple, but it just be, you know, happy to wash it in between sessions, of course. <laughs> like, But yeah, that's just like a fun bonus thing to bring. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. How do you establish that open communication and help them be comfortable to, you know, come to you maybe with, Hey, can you help me with this outfit? Or, Oh, I don't really know what locations, like how do you establish and allow them to open up to you to ask those questions? If that makes sense. It does make sense. And the the answer is you have to be a curious creature, especially as a creative human being. So you can't assume anything and you can't take for granted that they feel comfortable planning their outfits or feel comfortable picking the location. A lot of these details, they do look to their service provider, the photographer or the videographer to kind of help with. So if you're on the front end of that and you're just curious in the inquiry and you say, you get, you just get this inquiry and they say, Hey, I love your work. I want to work with you in your response already start asking questions and show that you care. Do you have a location in mind or are you open to recommendations? Here is an awesome outfit planning guide with best practices about patterns and neutrals. If you have additional questions or would love guidance, please send me pictures. I'm always available to help style things. I love doing that. Those kinds of pieces of verbiage have helped us to establish that open communication, but also it shows them that you're not just another inquiry, that you genuinely care about their experience with you as a content creator. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was like perfectly well said. And just having that first, like you're the, like you're the one who has, you know, who has to kind of make that first step in that effort and to show that you care and they're not going to just kind of open up to you. I mean, they, some will, some will, but for the most part, you know, this is an intimate experience. And so you have to, as like you said, the service provider, help them open up to you and ask the appropriate questions for them to do so. So I, I love that. Very, very well said. And how do you guys build a relationship with your clients leading up a Aside from, I guess, the call, like I may have already asked this, but do you have a questionnaire? Is it just kind of getting to know things? Do you have like calls along the way, especially for a wedding? Aside from that, like initial calls, is there anything else that you do to really get to know them? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's so important to just really build great conversation starters inside of all of your templates or your email inquiry templates, whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you are reaching back out to them from that initial, because it could come from anywhere, right? No matter how much we want to organize where the inquiries are coming from, it could be walking down the street, a DM in on like an afternoon, like you have no idea where these are going to come from. So just have some consistent curiosities that you're always asking people. That Mm -hmm. allows us to get into a place of, okay, I at least on my end as a service provider understand a certain base level of knowledge and then get more and more curious about little fun, quirky things. And that allows you to have really good human connection and good conversation inside of your wedding consultation. So we don't necessarily send questionnaires to get to know the customers. What we love to do during the wedding consultation is to actually ask questions that are really intimate right away. Like Alex had mentioned, start with the love story. That's what we're all here to share. So how did you meet? Where did the universe bring you together? What was your first date? Things like that. Tell us about the nitty gritty details of the engagement. Then transition to, okay, so Mm -hmm. how did we come into your world? You know, is there a mutual connection here, a human that we can be grateful for that recommendation? And then now you've already established the base of, okay, how did we all come together? Now get to know them and be like, what is it that you love about each other? That's always a really great question. What is it about them that sparkles? There's different things that you can ask your partners to look at each other on the spot and to be like, okay, please answer this. It number one gives us more information as your, you know, third party provider. And it also allows us to get more insight into their relationship and their actual personalities. If someone won't answer, you know, my favorite thing about my partner to Alex and I, I don't know if we would be the best fit for each other because a lot of what we do is centered around 
being vulnerable, like being put on the spot for a question. So if you can't answer that question on the call, that might be an indicator that my personality type won't align with yours. I'm a very curious creature and I'm very energetic. So Mm -hmm. when it comes down to questionnaires with the customers though, I think that they make a lot of sense leading up to the wedding day to gain details that are more logistical. You know, what is your family shot list? The timeline builder. You know, there's certain things that don't necessarily need to take up space in that initial conversation, but are still so valuable to get down on paper, so to speak. Whereas I would I would love to in that in that consultation, in that FaceTime or Zoom, whatever they prefer, I would I would like to go long on like their first date or yeah. Maybe there's a funny story mm-hmm. about some sushi or some, something, you know, that you can later tie back because we always take notes during the consultation call, too. And that really helps to stay organized between sessions. And it also helps to just like when you when you hear a little nugget come up organically in the conversation because everybody's having a good time. Those really help on the engagement sessions to really remind everybody like, oh, my gosh, that's right. I said that one time in passing and they picked up on it. That makes me feel really special. Well, and that's a really good point, Alex, because your questions don't have to be super cookie cutter, right? Like you want to know about the love story. You want to know how you all, you know, came together, but you also would benefit as a content creator asking something as wild as like, okay, what's your favorite food? Or, you know, what's your, what's your favorite date night that you guys have ever gone on? What's your perfect day? Whatever questions you can ask during the initial stages of getting to know each other, it's like any relationship. If you're showing a genuine interest Mm -hmm. in the couple, they will inherently feel more comfortable with you because you're connecting on that human level. And then to Alex's point, now you have additional information they might not have led with that you can bring back. If you remember and you have that effort, they're going to reward you for that effort that you, you somehow remembered their one sushi story, their wasabi story, and then you brought it back up during the engagement. Engagement session mm-hmm. to make them laugh. It's a genuine interest. You must play like place a genuine interest in your couples. Yeah, absolutely. You're really showing me how intentional questions can really help build those relationships and connections that you have with your clients. And like you said, like just your examples of the certain questions that you ask can really just help with that connection and 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 that and help that relationship develop and allow them to be more vulnerable with you. And again, like every photographer probably is going to have different questions and things that are important to them and things that are important to their couple. And it's exactly. So I I love that you shared that. And that is just, you're, you're honestly opening up some things to me as well on this call. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's really nice. I'm going to, I'm going to do that too. What are some things that you guys do during a wedding day or a session that really helps create an unforgettable experience? Ooh. Oh my gosh. So inevitably during a wedding day, something will go wrong. Whether it's a big thing or a minor thing is based on Brittany's wedding day kit and yeah. how fast she can save the day. Well, I do have a quite the nifty little photographer fanny pack and it's filled with all kinds of problem solvers. It could be a tied to go pen, a pair of scissors. I went to Hobby Lobby and found the beefy souvenir oh. pins. Oh my God. Uh, and it's just so helpful to bring. I know. I know. Um, It's so helpful to bring things that are going to save the day, but in such a little way, but in an unforgettable way, because then nobody has to run for 10 minutes to find scissors and nobody has to, you know, cry over the boutonniere that just won't stay up. It seems like small stuff, but it really does create Mm. that feeling of comfort and being taken care of for for the bride and the groom or for the couple. And I, I think that that's just peace of mind that's going to allow them to really enjoy their wedding day to the to the highest degree. Beyond like the, the nifty little thrifty uh, pack that I carry around, <laughs> we also really love that what our forgettable experience is centered around is the energy we bring to the table. The way you make people feel just it completely comes back in in such a mirror way from the universe. So if you show up to a wedding day and you're energetic and and happy to be there and just so grateful to be their content creator, every single person you interact with or even who is just watching you, they're going to feel the impacts of your energy in the room. And to be able to hold that space for the couple is number one, such a a pleasure. But number two, it's such a benefit to everyone involved. Like, energy is everything. And and if the way you do anything is the way you do everything, now people watch you do your work and they, they as guests, they as family members, they as just people who are just, 
you know, an outsider looking in, they're now a future recommendation or a future inquiry because they loved watching you do what you do. Yeah. And I would just say that the the one piece of the mm-hmm. toolkit that you can't fit in Brit's fanny pack is just <laughs> the effort to to learn <laughs> names on the day of. Yeah. And that, that's yes. everybody that's involved. Yes. So we, we ask for the family shot list, like what we were talking about just a little bit earlier. And we, we want names and relationships on there as well so that, you know, we know that Uncle Greg is uncle greg not just hey you mister you with know the like ears right with the ears <laughs> with the glasses with the mustache what mm-hmm. any of those things like just being personable and and using people's names and that's that's at the venue too you can you can create an experience with somebody behind the bar that then helps you later to save time in some other unrelated way that wouldn't be possible if you didn't make the effort. Yeah, go into your weddings or any kind of gig and just understand that everyone you meet could be either someone to teach you something or to offer you value in some way. And instead of, yeah, an advocate, instead of walking into it and being like, oh, I'm the most important person here. I'm the content creator, et cetera. It sounds to me that you guys are very intentional about the way you go about building the relationships to the actual day, which it's so important to have both, right? Like the build up to the wedding day or the session where you're building that connection. Then on the actual day, like you said, being intentional about remembering people's names and having your energy be positive and uplifting, being prepared, like you said, and just overall giving like a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent of you, which is a lot. And I actually kind of want to ask, like, how do you guys maintain such a positive energy? Do you ever feel like it's hard? Do you ever feel that there are days that you don't want to, but you still have to show up? I mean, how do you guys, because every time I talk to you, you guys are always so positive. So just like being around you guys and your presence is just always like, is always the highlight. So how do you guys keep that energy? Oh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, I can share my answer. Uh, for me, it, it stems from gratitude and just wedding days or engagement sessions or even just uh, family family shoots or anything like that. Like just being able to be creative for my career is so fulfilling in the way that, man, I don't have to pour concrete anymore. Like I don't have to trade mm-hmm. years of my body and mobility for money. Like it's it's really a gift to be able to create and coming to the opportunity, which is the session or the wedding with that in mind, like at the forefront of my mind, that this is an opportunity, that this is a privilege. It's not, it's not something that should be taken for granted. Mm -hmm. That's really powerful for me. And it's, it, it makes it a lot easier to stay positive. It's almost like we've created our own like honeypot of motivation or energy. And it's whatever we put into it is what we can pull out when we're not feeling it. So in my honeypot, it is also gratitude, but it's also centered around the idea that a photo is something that does last forever. Content is something that lasts forever. When people pass and they're no longer with us, there's such a, like a mortality thing involved for me. I know that when my sister passed away, every single picture of her became that much more valuable. And every single like moment, someone decided to just press record. There's now a part of her that lives on. So when I look into my own life and again, the gratitude for what I get to do, I know that when I snap a photo or start a video, I'm potentially creating a timeless piece of treasure for anyone, for their person, for their families, for, for, for everyone to remember their legacy. So there's this like overwhelming joy in what I get to do and that power to like save space or like to create that timeless treasure. So um, it is a time capsule. So on the days where I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling this, I have to go back to that honeypot and just like drip, Mm -hmm. dip my fingers in and pull them out until they're dripping with gratitude and then Mm -hmm. go forth and and go into that mode Mm -hmm. where it's like, it's not about me or whatever I'm experiencing on any given day. It's about the service of you get to document life and love and and loss and happiness and mm-hmm. all of the emotions that come with every single one of those. It's a privilege. And, and to keep that at the center of what you do, you'll find that bringing the energy is a lot easier because you're you're just, you're happy to be there. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. It kind of sounds like you're shifting your perspective a little bit. And in moments that maybe the perspective isn't very clear, you, you can kind of change that. And I know it's a lot easier said than done. And it ta- and I'm sure it takes a lot of work, but I just, I love to hear that. And just you guys expressing your gratitude. It's just, it's honestly just really beautiful to hear. And I appreciate you sharing that perspective. I did want to ask kind of now moving forward, 
post-wedding, post-session, do your relationships continue with your clients? And if so, how do they continue? Ooh, yes. And that's just the the best pleasure, right? When you get to be a part of the evolution of any love story yeah. where, you know, maybe you did the engagement photos and then you were lucky enough to be there on the wedding day. And now you get that inquiry for, we're now expecting a beautiful babe. It's it's super, super cool when you get to be a part of the evolution. So I think when it comes down to whether or not the relationship continues, it definitely depends on the relationship as it was, right? How did everyone make everyone feel? There have been couples that we've really connected with and we have gone on in the future to ask them to model for us for a fun session or they have hired us for some maternity pictures or they come to our minis in the future. You know, there's different things where people will come back around because they loved what you did and how you made them feel. But then, you know, adversely, there's also the relationships that don't continue. And and that's okay. It's completely acceptable to perform once for a couple or a family or whatever it was, and then understand, okay, mutually, we won't be moving forward with any future opportunity. Yeah, I think that's a good way to explain that. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. how they'll make each other feel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love that. Is there anything that specifically you do for your clients? I've seen some things on your stories and I'd love for you to be able to share. What are some things that you do for your your clients after a wedding or a session? <laughs> I am very proud of our thank you gift. It, it definitely is just <laughs> cute things, but it was really inspired by this one really amazing photographer. She is named Devin Rose Photo. She's based in Wisconsin and it, this isn't even her thing. So this is gonna be like a deep rabbit hole, but just go with me. She got married and I was, I love it. No, I was obsessed with her, her beautiful wedding day. It was like under the trees, Edison lights, just gorgeous. One of her guests had created a watercolor faceless portrait card with them during their first dance below those trees. And she had posted this to her story. So Devin, if you remember this, like this started it all for me. Uh, I saw that and I was just enamored by how beautiful and simple a watercolor portrait could be, Mm -hmm. but also a faceless one, right? I've seen that type of style in tattoos and different fun things and different mediums. So when we really started thinking about, okay, how can we say thank you to these incredible humans who trusted us with such an important day? I thought that the faceless card would be sick. So that's one thing I love to do. What else is in that box, Mm -hmm. Alex? Well, I actually just want to say it's it's so fun to do. And it's also very frustrating if you make (laughs) one simple mistake. Like (laughs) I did did like a leg wrong once. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had like spent so much time like going so slow and everything. And then like the leg was terrible. Well, Alex leaned Uh, back and looked at the full picture and he created a centaur. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good representation of my man. So. So, so I had to start over, but so it's oh actually, it's really fun to do, but it is a little bit tricky. Yeah. So in there, we also have two Ghirardelli chocolates, our favorite, our favorite chocolates. flavors, love that. And then we also, we have the candle. Yep. Little tiny tin candle. It's really important not to put glass in there if you can yeah, avoid it. Yeah. Just, I mean, we love our... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we put the the card in there, a little thank you thing that literally says, thank you for allowing us to do our dream job. We're so lucky. And then inside of there, we've recently in the last few years of weddings, we've started taking a Polaroid picture of each of our brides and grooms on their wedding day. We actually take two. We take one for them that it goes in the thank you gift because it's a timeless thing, right? It's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's such a beginner's approach to film photography without all of the pressure of like a full role. But then we also take a second Polaroid for Alex and I. We've been building a scrapbook of the four of us, you know, the married couple and then Alex and I. We have a Polaroid with each of our couples from every wedding we've ever documented. And we started that way back at the beginning as a way for us to remember them all because they're yeah. so important. We and- did start with some thrifted Polaroids, which worked out for a while, but they did <laughs> they did stop working. So we updated the camera. <laughs> and there were a few where there was mm-hmm. a flash on that Polaroid. Mm-hmm. Where there was like some drunk guest at reception <laughs> taking a blurry Polaroid picture for us. They were us. going for some shutter blur. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's creative. So we kind of packaged mm-hmm. that all up and weeks after the wedding, we'll send that full thing to them. And oh, I wanted to mention too, recently we've started to actually use one full disposable camera at each wedding. And then I'll include those prints in that thank you gift as well. In the past, I had just printed out like 10 to 15 of our favorite pictures that we took. 
But I think that the disposable camera and just film, I know you'd appreciate this, like the film, it just looks so cool. Mm -hmm. and so, so that's been something fun that we've also included in the thank you gift. Yeah. Because I know it's so cute to put the disposable cameras on the tables at reception and hope that you're going to get some gems back on your anniversary. But Sometimes people don't know you need to use the flash. Sometimes people are just like taking random pictures with those disposables. So I think mm. it's so cool to like be able to offer super high quality disposable pictures. And of then the you, keep, you keep the disposable mm. with you throughout the day. So you get like a, a little bit from the beginning of the day, a little right. bit ready, yeah. a little bit, you know, maybe a first look or something like that. Yeah. And, you know, some, mm-hmm. some portraits. So you kind of get like a little little bit of the whole day with with uh, the disposables. Exactly. So basically your thank you gift can be all of that and more. It's really like you touched on. It's whatever each unique photographer wants to do to serve that couple, right? Like you might have a fun little detail about your couple mm-hmm. where they really love this certain bourbon or they love this certain record and you can include different fun, thoughtful things in it. This mm-hmm. is just what's really been serving our soul. Mm-hmm. A little bit of vintage film-like mm-hmm. photos and then some artwork, some chocolate and some candles. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And I really like that you guys do the photo for them and then the the Polaroid photo for you. Like that's such a beautiful way to remember all of the different weddings that you've you've done. And, and not just like the weddings that you guys have captured, but the people that you have captured, like the actual couple. Yeah. Because I think it's easy to it's easy to forget, like not that we ever forget our, our couples or anything like that, but it's easy to like move on to the next couple and, and you're you're working. So you're you're shooting. And I think that's such a beautiful way to just have like a physical like we, you know, we're so like having that physical copy and having physical proof like you were there and in their like forever kind of ingrained in your memory kind of thing. Yeah. So I think that's absolutely beautiful. Hopefully that made sense. But yeah, I wanted to kind of going off of we're kind of talking about like pictures and, and, and printing and stuff. So albums, do you guys do albums? Do you offer albums? Is that something you help with? Or how do you guys personally navigate uh, photo albums? It's a really good question. So a lot of what people are investing in is simply the digital gallery or the digital file of their wedding video. So we'll send, you know, we'll take all of the Mm -hmm. pictures. The next day we'll send a sneak peek. You know, sometimes it's 20 photos. Sometimes it's 200. I've gotten wild. It just (laughs) depends. But then after Mm -hmm. we get those sneak peeks, we... um, are working on the galleries, working on the video. When we do send everything, it's digitally. So as an add-on, we offer albums if someone was Mm -hmm. interested in that. And we also use past gallery as a gallery site that's connected to a printing lab. So if someone wanted to go forward and create prints, we do get a small commission on those prints, but it's something that's completely handled outside Mm -hmm. of our wheelhouse. We just obviously offer the the online gallery. They can order prints directly to their house. Mm -hmm. And then of course you can run special specials or sales, things like that. We do offer help with that add-on for the album. We have a few printing labs that we super love. I'm just going to name drop MPix real quick mm-hmm. because I think they're incredible for albums. And yes. I'll just offer that in our original mm-hmm. investment guide. That way, as we start the conversation with any couple, what are you interested in? If that album's been something they've been looking forward to putting on their coffee table since they were 14, like yep. I want to offer that, but it's not something that I'm always going to mm-hmm. you know, include in the price. Because not everybody wants that album. So it's it's an add-on. I do think add-ons are super helpful for the investment guide. Yeah, definitely. Do you think that designing because I've seen so I I do the same thing as you guys. I also I use PickTime, but also connect it with MPix. And I was just curious if you I've seen other photographers who will kind of work with the couple and design an album and even even as an add-on, but they kind of like work with them. And for, like for me personally, I just created my own album with Shutterfly back in the day before I was a photographer. So I'm curious if you guys think that it helps to be part of the album kind of like design process, if, if you think that helps build kind of like that connection with your couples or if that's not really something that you're focusing on? It's a good question. I love to offer help because you never really know someone's computer aptitude. And I love being, you know, Mm. in all of these different programs and modules and I'm very comfortable and confident. So if that's just something bonus that I can do to help serve whatever customer is asking for, you know, that album, that's just an easy thing for me. So I would just 
when you're working through, okay, what is my add-on? Add that into it that you're going to help design it. And you can, of course, involve them. I love the process of, okay, cool. You want an album. I can't wait to make it. This is the the sizing that they offer. Do you want a 10 by 10? Do you want a hardcover? Do you want it to be velvety? That's cool. Cool. Do you want it this color? Do you want it with this many pages? Okay. This is kind of what it's looking like. And then from there, I get to enter all of the photos in a way that I think makes sense. It's it's very similar to building a carousel on Instagram. If you have that skill already of putting together a collage, making that album is so much easier for you, in my opinion, than someone who might mm-hmm. not be in computer work like this day in and day out. So I'll usually put all together the collage. And then if they feel comfortable with that, I'll just order it and send it right to their house. So I like that service part of it. Make sure that you are paying yourself Mm -hmm. for the service of actually creating and designing it too, if you're offering it as an add-on. Yeah, very, very well said. And and I appreciate you sharing that. There's a lot of things that it sounds like you guys are balancing and doing, and I'm just so impressed and everything. And how do you guys stay organized and keep up with all of your clients? What are some tools or technology? What do you guys use to kind of help yourself stay organized? This is such a fun question. When, when we originally started the business, we had one notebook that had a calendar and we filled that thing up as much as we could. And that's when we decided it was time to just go digital. <laughs> so, so we definitely util, utilized uh, Google Calendar and we've integrated that with HoneyBook, which is our CRM. And that, that definitely helps us to stay organized and to make sure that we know what days are what yeah. and when we have to be where and when we have fun podcast interviews with our friends. Yes. <laughs> I think that HoneyBook is one of those mm-hmm. uh, client relationships relationship managers in the space right now that is kind of an all-in-one. It helps you to keep your organized contracts, invoices, calendar, opportunities. Like there's so many different things that are packed into that software. We're huge advocates for it. It completely changed the game for us. And we've always just been so grateful for the different updates and functionality that it does offer. It's, It's a real sexy process too for your customers to have some kind of a software like that where right after that consultation call, cool, I'm going to send you your agreement and invoice. Let's get this rolling. Let's get this locked in. You know, it's so nice to be organized and HoneyBook allows you to do that with so many different tools and, and, and options. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I use HoneyBook as well and I love it. It really helps keep that the client management very organized. Do you guys set yourselves like, because even for me, like I have in my calendar every session or wedding that I have, even if it's with an associate of mine and I have like alarm one for one week in advance and then the second alarm and then I create more alarms. And so how do you guys have like, I guess, I don't I don't know if the right word alarm or just notifications that come that come up that, you know, to reach out to a client at this point of the timeline, or is that really all just managed through HoneyBook or or do you guys just remember? Like, how do you stay on top of all of your communication? Oh my goodness. It would be so nice if you just remembered all of that naturally. But I do feel like these tools are in place to help us stay organized. So definitely use them. We we use timers for a couple of things. You've already mentioned the really important ones. You know, the one week out, the, the you know, you need to make sure that you're following up here, there, wherever. But I also love to recommend on Google Calendar, or you can set this up in HoneyBook to have your due dates inside of your calendar. That way, when you're looking out mm. into your vast, you know, availability, when you see a random Thursday on the calendar, you can quickly decide, okay, do I want to take a session on a day where a gallery is due? Or do I want, you know, I think it's important to have your due dates on your calendar Mm. as well. And obviously you might not always go right up to your due date, but it'll help you to kind of keep that framework in mind of I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to procrastinate. I know what my capacity is in this week alone. I have all of these things due. I'm probably not going to book that session for that day. So due dates are helpful intervals Mm -hmm. of like time are really helpful. So for us, we have a few goals inside of our own personal workflow to have certain parts of the process complete by one week after the wedding, two weeks after the wedding. So we'll have some of those Mm -hmm. alerts, if you will, loaded into the calendar because I think that just helps you to stay on task and basically on par with hitting your, your delivery timelines. 
Yeah. I didn't even think about due dates. I don't know why that is such like, that makes so much sense, but it's not something that I ever thought to do. But wow, would that be so helpful? Because I am remembering when things are due, like I'll go back and I'll be like, okay, wait, I have these amount of sessions and I took them at this date. I don't know why, but that just opened up my brain a little bit. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We still have... Earl. Yeah, we she definitely India Earl has been such a helpful oh, no way. Too, and she recommends that and she also recommended way back when to like take one week off a month, a month where <clears throat> not a week a weekend give yourself a weekend vibes is what we call it yeah. where you <laughs> don't schedule anything that way you always know you have human time because I think as business owners it's really <clears throat> easy for us to overwork ourselves you, you deserve time to exist as well yeah. Yeah, especially as like being photographers and a lot of the weddings and work that we do are in people's leisure time or like, you know, on weekends and stuff. So it is really important to give yourself that time off. I even schedule sometimes like in the summer months, like I'll have to give myself two weekends just to kind of recoup like in a row. And I have a son. So it's it's important. I mean, it's important regardless if you have kids or not. Family time is family time. But yeah, I'd really try to be present in all the chaos. But I did kind of want to talk to you guys about like the actual session. I know we talked about this earlier, but just like how do you get genuine raw emotion from your clients. And this is something I was actually curious about, like even just for wedding photography, because I feel like sometimes when we get caught up in the day of the wedding, it's a lot of it can kind of be more posed and more forced. And that's like not really what we want all the time. So I would love to hear like, how do you get those genuine emotions to come up, especially like on a, maybe like it's a stressful wedding day. What do you guys do? Yeah. So I think that that relationship and those expressions of just pure joy of like living in the in their actual best moment, I think that that does start even all the way back when we touched on the consultation call and kind of like really creating and fostering those relationships. So I think that this is a, a part that I really add a lot of value to because I really like to build a really strong connection with the fiance, the husband, because a lot of times brides can take pictures all day. And it's just usually not the same relationship for for gentlemen like myself. So I think that really involving them and making them feel comfortable and making them realize that, hey, this is your day as well. And ultimately, your your wife is going to love the content so much more if you're also having a good time. So it's not necessarily saying that, but it's making Mm -hmm. them feel that way. Yeah, making people feel important. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that that's probably the best way. And then that kind of like takes all of the thinking out of it which sometimes the thinking just gets in the way of a good time. So when we're having a really great experience with somebody, they're not thinking about what they're doing with their hands. They're just enjoying a moment. So we'll do what we call like subtle escalations where we might start in one pose, kind of like what you were describing, where it's a little more posy on a wedding day. And Mm -hmm. then from there, Brittany might pull out one of her amazing prompts. And that's an escalation from where we were. We're not necessarily changing what's going on at all as far as like move your arm here, move your leg here or anything like that. It's just kind of like mm-hmm. you leave something open to their interpretation and where they take it is, is going to be where it ultimately ends up. Yeah. And I, I like the way that you explain that because it really is a collaboration through and through. You might come with amazing ideas. You might come with a, a script of poses, prompts that you want to try, but ultimately your canvas and your art supplies for the art that you are going to create is your couple and their energy and their interpretation of whatever you say. So if you want genuine interactions and genuine emotions and giggles to come out, you have to take a vested interest in them and how to light them up. So when it comes down to like fun sessions, I think it comes to at the beginning, you're setting the tone. So one thing we do at sessions to like really break the ice is we will do five minutes of little yoga. It's not even five minutes, but it's like, We'll ask everyone, all right, we're going to stretch. We're going to warm up. And then people are kind of caught off guard, especially uh, often the gentlemen. What is this, gym class? Yeah, they're like, are we doing couples yoga right now? Like, I just ask everyone to clean a little bit of space, bring your arms out wide to the side, you know, do a couple of stretches because then it's doing two things for your couple. Number one, it's showing that throughout the time you're together, they will be taking direction from you. So it's becoming a natural thing, just like as if you were at a yoga class. Number two, it's also just giving everyone this like, basis or this foundation of we're going to have a really playful time. Nothing, nothing is off limits, but also like anything goes And by opening that up with just warm ups, something as goofy and simple as warm ups. It often mm-hmm. leads to then the whoever's in the session later on 
Maybe it's the gentleman. He's a little resistant to a goofy idea. He will lean more into it now because he's trusting that you're guiding him through the session. You're not just hiding behind mm. your camera as a silent shooter, asking for them to try something. You genuinely are there guiding them through this experience. The other major influence that warmups has on the session and on the relationship that you're continuing to, to build is that you're not afraid to make yourself look silly yeah. and you're not afraid to laugh at yourself. So like sometimes I make funny sound effects or I do like just silly things to make people feel more comfortable mm -hmm. being uncomfortable in that situation. And I think when you give a, a really solid example, it's a lot easier for people to follow. Yeah. You know, you see so many people say, you know, a really great prompt is just to simply like demonstrate what it is you're going for. And by doing that, you're showing that you don't take mm -hmm. yourself so seriously. You're willing to do whatever goofy thing you're asking someone to do. Mm -hmm. And ultimately you're still going to find that sometimes people love your prompts and poses. And then in some dynamics, people don't love whatever it is. Everyone's energy is so different. So go at your sessions with confidence, but also an open mind because people will take one idea in one direction and then a new couple will take that idea in a totally different one. So don't- And they're both right. And they're both right. So don't, don't you know, have such mm -hmm. a tight grip on what you're trying to achieve. Allow it to be a collaborative, safe space. And then just to loop back to your original question about how that translates to on a wedding day when- the stakes are higher. It's more stressful. There's a timeline. There's everybody that wants their time with the bride and groom and you have X amount of minutes to get through portraits and maybe video as well. I think that just reestablishing that connection that was made already at the engagement session is, is really pivotal. And to just remind them that, hey, we're in a tiny container right now between the four of us. Let's just go have some fun like we did. Yeah. Yes. And, and always be willing, mm -hmm. even though you have a million and one amazing ideas, I think it's so powerful to pause at some point during creating with someone engagement photos or on the wedding day and ask, do you guys have any photo ideas that you really want to achieve? Obviously, we've had a lot of great ideas, but I want to know if there's a tradition that you do. I want to know if there's an idea that you had that you know you want. This is going to do two things for your couple. It's going to show again that you're taking care of them, but it's also going to, again, just illustrate how much of a collaboration the whole thing is. You're going to find that so many more people are going to lean into whatever it is you're asking them to do because you're taking care of them and you're also showing confidence that you're doing a great job and it's going to be fun. And when you show that we do have time for all of your ideas, again, if you come back and then you have two more prompts before your time is up, like they're really going to put in a lot more energy and effort into your two prompts because you gave them the time and the energy and the space to do to do one that they didn't even know they were going to be able to do. Yeah. One thing that I really do want to touch on too is the power of positivity in the creative space. Nice words. Yeah. Use your pretty words if you can as you're as you're prompting and posing and try your best to eliminate any negativity. Often we'll try a goofy prompt and it might be going exactly the way we want, but it also might look a little funny. Instead of saying like, oh, your hand looks so awkward there. Literally just say the same thing, but completely different and say, oh, I really like that. I would love it maybe too, if you could potentially put it on his cheek or maybe you press it against his heart instead. Like, oh, I like that, but let's, let's escalate. Let's go a little bit further. Instead of saying like, no, 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 that's wrong. Drop it. Let's try something different. If you keep it a positive space, you're going to find that you're so much more, you're going to keep building on that with your couple and they're going to feel like they can trust everything you're asking them to do. Because at no point have you given them negative reinforcement. You've only been saying, this is amazing. I smell a new Facebook profile picture. I'm going to sell your photo to a magazine. You know, like mm. keep that positive reinforcement at the center of what you do. And then, and then uh, just to reiterate on that, like always be ready to be to be taking a photo of that. Like maybe maybe the prompt didn't actually hit, but then what you said just then, Britt, is like, I am going to be selling this to a magazine because you're so perfect or yeah. something like that. Like you'll get a reaction from that too. So don't <laughs> don't sleep on the fact that you should still be doing your job. Do like, not holster your weapon. Right, like like literally, like always, always, <laughs> it's always an opportunity to create. Uh, yeah. But I do think that just positive affirmations go a long way with people. And when people feel mm -hmm. like they are doing the right thing, they're going to be a lot happier about what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. My answer to that would be similar in using your words and the positive, like say words of affirmation, but it's definitely positive affirmations and then like filling in the silence with that. And, and I love that. So I 
think that was just so beautifully said. (laughs) Are there any other tips that you can share with us on building a positive client experience? I know you shared so much. So if there's anything else that we miss, I don't... I think that you guys did a wonderful job kind of sharing your your client experience with us. Uh, thank you so much. I would say that one thing that is just useful to yeah. add would be touching on the love language of the couple. That's something that we we don't always touch on, but when we do it, it's always very beneficial. So for example, the groom might really appreciate um, positive affirmations. So that's like, hey, you're doing great. Like, I love how you did that. Mm-hmm. That's really awesome. You're doing so solid or something like that. You can kind of make it like a funny joke too and be like, okay, now I want you to tell him he's a good boy. He's doing a great job. Like, yeah. I just, I think there's so much <laughs> about adding your own personality and humor into what you do. I really like to add to, to create like a positive human connection during your sessions be willing to bring the camera away from your eyes and your mouth. Like, I think it's so helpful in between like asking for something and and maybe even asking a question and getting people kind of in more of that. We're all just kind of hanging out and also creating pictures. That's going to help you to make a really good experience. If you're spending the entire session behind your camera and maybe kind of like barking orders almost, it's going to create a barrier. It's literally a giant lens in between you as the human (laughs) and your couple. So just be willing in between to still talk to them and like involve them. It's you guys just hanging out. You're also creating really beautiful pictures. Mm -hmm. And often we have always received some kind of a compliment that's like, hey, I haven't even seen the pictures yet, but I loved spending time with you. And I think that has Aww. been a huge part of sustaining our business mm-hmm. is it's how you make people feel. Yeah, I would say that's the biggest takeaway for sure. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I couldn't agree more with that. Is there anything that you would have done differently if you could go back and change anything when starting? Is there anything that you would have done differently in creating your your business? I think that the timing worked out really well as far as when our introduction into weddings was. So I don't think I would change that at all. The thing that I would probably change is I would have listened to Britney sooner and I would have gone mirrorless Aww. way before we ended up going mirrorless. We, we were, um, for anyone who knows, the mm-hmm. Mark Four was just the wedding camera for the Canon lineup for the longest time. And when we were coming up and learning so much in 2018 and 2019, we just had our eyes set on that Mark Four, And we were like, that's going to be it. That's going to be when we finally <laughs> made it. And then we finally do get so many Mark Fours, And suddenly I'm like, Alex, we got to look into this mirrorless game. It was like, like a week is- after we got four Mark IVs <laughs> and Britt's like, hey, oh, what do you gosh. think about this R6 business? Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. It's it's just the, the takeaway there is be willing to learn not only the craft of people, right? Making good human connections, prompting, posing, editing, but also be willing to learn new technology because yeah. it can add so much value and advancement to your actual craft. Just simply the autofocus available in better technology makes, you know, when you do light someone up so much more powerful because now I'm getting them in focus as they're lighting mm-hmm. up. So Very I do think that that's a good <laughs> right. Point. One thing I would do differently if we could is I would go back to the insecurities that I had personally as an artist when we first started charging money and and just like speak softly to that Brittany and explain to her, you're doing something incredible. You deserve to get compensated for it. And don't feel guilty, even though this is something you would do for free. I think it's so easy yeah. as an artist who started a hobby into a business like photography to feel that hesitation to actually ask for money. And it's it's one of those things that will get you into so many weird spaces. It'll overbook you. It'll overwork you. It'll get you into this toxic space of like, am I worth it? That's where imposter syndrome comes from. You have to speak so sweetly and softly to yourself as you are a beginner. Mm -hmm. Give yourself space to be a beginner, but then also be very honest with, I am getting better. I am investing more in my business and my skill. I do deserve to pay myself for what I'm doing. Yeah, that's what I would do differently is just Mm -hmm. Be more kind to that sweet baby Brit and and yeah. to also give her more confidence to ask for what she deserved. That's a great answer. Yeah. I love that. You guys are so full of like wisdom and just positive energy and education. And I'm just so happy that you were the ones who like came on in to talk to me about just creating these memorable client experiences through human connection. So I just want to say thank you both so much 
for coming on today's episode. Is there anything exciting that you guys are currently working on or just anything that you have currently that you want to share? Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, we really appreciate you having us. It's such an honor to talk about this. It's really something we're so passionate about. People, man, they matter. I would say the most exciting thing in our space is we are really leaning more into hosting space and, and creating containers for creative friends to come and get better. And what that might look like is gifting our prompts and our poses, our style of creating content through pop-up styled shoots or content retreats. So if anyone loved just hearing the way that we do what we do today, and you would love to come to one of those events, please feel free to check out our Instagram at Chasing Sunsets LLC. It's been such a fun thing to like come up with mood boards, create space, and then invite friends in to hopefully impact positively their business moving forward. Yeah. We love creating new friendships and new connections. Yeah. Do you guys have any exciting like workshops or retreats coming up? We were lucky enough to just have one of our biggest and best two weeks ago. It was a content retreat in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. And so we're still definitely feeling all of the goodness that came from that. I think moving Mm -hmm. forward, the most immediate one at the end of July, we're planning a single day pop-up type of styled shoot instead of a full retreat where it's like an overnight thing. So keep your eyes peeled. The end of July in Wisconsin, we're going to be setting up some really cool stuff and we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be so fun. It is. I'm looking forward to it. With that old car. Oh, stop it. Oh my gosh. No sneaky peeks. (laughs) No sneak peeks. Oh my gosh. Well, we'll have to definitely stay tuned. um, Please, everyone go follow them. Where can people find and follow you? I know you mentioned your Instagram, but if you could please share that again, or if you guys are on TikTok and your website. Awesome. Yeah. Our Instagram is probably the best place to connect with us. Uh, It goes down in the DMs, as they say. I like the party on Instagram. At Chasing Sunsets LLC. Our YouTube channel is another really cool place for all kinds of stuff, some tutorials, some just fun talking head education, slideshows, things like that, that you can find Chasing Sunsets photo and film on YouTube. And I don't know if you want to follow some of the cool playlists I have on Spotify. I'm at Brittany Hall. That's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, those are the main places to find us and to hang out. Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. I'll make sure to include all of your information in the description. And yeah, thank you both so much for coming on the podcast today. And for those who listen to the end, thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to Photo Tea with Anissa D. If you liked today's episode, please let me know by leaving a review and make sure to follow for more episodes. You can also follow me on Instagram at Anissa D Photography. See you back here next time for a new episode. Bye.